Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches. We're going hexing. Hey, witches. Hey, witches. <laughs> Got our conversation before we even started. <laughs> that was good. Always, we always have a laugh here. We always have a smile. We always want to put a smile on your face and a laugh. And that's... I always look bald in the Zoom <laughs> because of my, my bun because we always wanted to do a background. And I always look bald because my hair is up in the bun. Yeah, Courtney's background is um, lav- a lavender field. It's a beautiful lavender field right now, but you're like disappearing in it. And you're in, <laughs> and you're in the forest. You're in the dark I'm in mystic the forest. forest. Yes. Yeah. And I, if that's any indication of what we're talking about today, we're talking about plant magic. Yes. Wait, but before we start, John, you, you have to talk about what you were going to talk about. Oh, How my was God. Your week. How witchy was my week? Dude, it was like so fucking witchy, man. Like, so, okay. All right. So you got to start from, yeah, start from, yeah, start from the beginning. So, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes when you're watching like ghost shows, like I'm a big ghost adventures fan. Yes. We've been watching ghost adventures for like nigh on 15 years, dogs. Yes. So, Every almost like all the time when I'm watching Ghost Adventures, and like this is I, this may be different for everyone, but I'm a psychic medium, so I'm kind of like you know having the downloads, you know, you know, it's just casual, casual. yeah. <laughs> and um, so oftentimes what happens is like you'll be you'll be like really into the, the episode, and then you'll feel like a cold spot sit down next to you, or move yep. past your face, or someone playing with your hair, or some like weird ass shit happens to a lot of fucking people, and. My partner and Isaac, we actually talked about how we kind of have this theory that when you're watching shit like that, you're not only more susceptible to freaking yourself out and being more attuned to it, but you're also like, I feel like it's kind of opening up a little bit of a portal there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're watching the new Netflix series, Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. No spoilers, no. but um, that it was really freaky. And- what, so we we finished that and we uh, started watching the Ghost Adventures episode mm-hmm. of the Cecil Hotel. And they actually investigated um, directly before that documentary was released. And mm-hmm. you could tell, like, there are a lot of things that they weren't told that were in the documentary. So if anyone is going to do that, is going to watch the show, I would suggest you you then watch, you either watch the Ghost Adventures episode before, <clears throat> excuse me, or after um mm. anyway watching the ghost adventures episode it's really really freaky they're getting some really freaky stuff they're taking freaky pictures um freaky. they're hearing freaky messages it's freaky so um i'm we're just watching we're sitting out in the living room and i see what looks like a small black dog run oh, through the hallway yeah so from one room to the room, from the room I'm sitting in now into the bedroom through that hallway there. And I, I kind of just like, when that happens, I kind of just like sit there and I go, yeah, okay, best to ignore it. You know, like it's something's happening. And I was kind of looking at it and Zach was, Zach was of course like, what did you see? And I was like, it looked like a black dog run into the room. And it's never, it's never a good thing when you're seeing like black low to the ground shadows like it's just not a mood (laughs) 
so immediately I grab like a mugwort stick and I was like, no, 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 not today. Not fucking today. I just, I just wasn't having it. I was like, nope, get the fuck out. So I went into the bedroom and the vibe was just bad in there. Why does this always happen to you? It was bad in there. So I, I like, you know, did my cleansing. I did a real intense, like there was a lot of arm movements, not a lot of leg shaking, a lot of chanting, um, chanting protection spells and all this. Uh, I was just like, get the fuck out, get the fuck out, get the fuck out. You know, like, this is not your space, not your space. How dare you? I remember, so I cleansed like all this and I was praying to Hecate. I was like, you know, bring protection down on this like space. And I went into the bathroom from the bathroom. I could see the living room and I saw what looked like a, a face low to the ground. It looked like a mask, like a Halloween mask. Oh, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, 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 no. I literally like sat on the toilet and I was like, no. So on I, the toilet. <laughs> I, grabbed, I grabbed that fucking uh, stick and I ran out there and I was like, get the fuck out. You know, I like, I went, why? I wilded. I wilded out. I was wilding. And after that, I was like, like for some reason, instead of like being scared, I was just angry. I was like, how dare, how very dare, how very dare you? And I went like nuts out there. I, I cleansed the entire space. I brought down protection. I prayed to Hecate. I lit some protection candles. I reinforced my wards. And the next day I lit, I have some, um, palo santo incense i don't know if it's actually made from palo santo or Mm -hmm. like just smells like it but i lit that and that was going all day and the apartment just had the best vibes like so i don't know what did did vivi like feel anything because it was a dog like it was it was she was she had been a little freaked out for the last couple days oh and that was another thing i like made her sleep in the bedroom with us she doesn't usually sleep in the bedroom with us and i made her sleep in there with us because she just doesn't like that room like it yeah it it has has her own room anyway she has her own room (laughs) and the window like scares her because it's always open and so she was really like i don't want to be in here with y'all and i was like you can't be in here with us So anyway, like, I don't know what the hell that was about, but recently on TikTok, I've seen like people, when people post like ghost videos or anything like that, I've seen people comment, I take no negative energies from this or negative entities from this or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I would scroll past this stuff and I would be like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, that's weird, you know? But now I'm like, was it bullshit? (laughs) Why Dude, does this we, always happen to you? Like, like can we get ne- can we take negative energies from like television shows and like videos and like what's that about? I think it could spark something, especially with you. I I feel like when you do watch th- this type of stuff, that that could make sense because it's you and. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you see this every single day. So that kind of, that makes sense. I sometimes get anxiety when I'm watching stories or shows like that. A lot of anxiety or actually, I think it was the second episode that I watched about the Cecil Hotel and I was super emotional. Like yeah. I got really 
fucking sad and I felt depressed. I was like, I need to go to sleep. And the next morning mm-hmm. I was totally fine. So I wonder if that, I don't fucking know. I don't know. That's no. Ah. <laughs> it was just weird. Like it was just strange. And like I said, I think a lot of these energies are just passing through. Yeah. I, I remember telling you when I moved in, I was like, I'm so excited not to live in a haunted house. Just kidding. I'm haunted. <laughs> It don't matter. You it know what? Matter. It could be it could be New Jersey. Once you come out to California, like that could be different. Maybe you <laughs> need some true. sunlight. Maybe you need the ocean. Maybe you need some good West Coast sushi. Okay. I mean, there are so many like Pacific Coast serial killers too, though. <laughs> like... Fuck. <laughs> that was funny because the Cecil Hotel, where is it? Yeah, I, I remember Los Angeles. when I told you, I was like, John, I want to go there so bad. I just want to like stand outside of it. And you're like, I will not let you do that. You... Don't you dare. Yeah. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you really want like yourself to get hurt? Like, do you yeah. really like being the empath that you are? I'm like, yeah, but I feel like it's teasing me. Like, Absolutely I just want to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Not only that, like Skid Row is so dangerous. I know, but I want to go so bad. Like, I just, I know. <laughs> I know. I know, dog. Like it would be, I was definitely feeling called, but like, that's what they do. They call you to these locations and then they, they like destroy your brain, you know? Fuck. Let's get on a lighter subject. Let's get, let's, let's, let's get into the episode that, what are we talking about? Fucking plant magic we're talking about plant magic the literally the most beautiful form of positive magic yes sean literally you in an episode so my episode yeah literally i was like we were talking about like oh what episode should we do next i'm like sean just talk like it's just (laughs) let's just do you like i will be in the back and i will ask some questions and we go from here but like it's all you green goddess like mm, you green goddess i love that yeah because that's you that. that's you like you're wearing that, all green come on that do be me that do be me yeah. um yeah i mean god plant magic has been my entire life my entire life like i can't tell you um any long period of time i can remember being inside especially when i was little i was outside i lived outside in the woods you know mm. Um, my mom, my mom, actually, it was, she always talks about how she could never get me off the swing set, like never. And even in the winter, I'd be like, let's go swinging. And she'd be like, there's 15 feet of snow on the ground. How are we going to get the swing through it? I was like, you figure it out, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going outside. Bye. But I'm just like, I'm, I'm obsessed with the outdoors. I'm obsessed. I'm like, this kind of this season really like drains me because I can't go outside really. It's so cold here. It is so cold. Um, so I get really sad and really just down because I can't even seasonal depression. Yeah. That's a thing. Seasonal depression is a thing y'all. Persephone is in the underworld right now and the, she's not happy. Like (laughs) who knows the world is dead. We are, we are not happy without her presence here on earth. So, um, but yeah, I mean, my life started outside. That's like where I became myself. I I learned how to be myself. And um, the resource that I'm using for this episode is like one of my new favorite books. It's yes. um, Plant Witchery by Juliet Diaz. I've talked about Juliet Diaz before. She yes. is an amazing indigenous witch. Um, 
I absolutely love her. I think she's also an amazing writer. She just really knows how to like organize thoughts really well. So um, I'm going to be like working heavily from this book in this episode because I think it's something that everybody, I, I could have picked a million books from my bookshelf. I have so many books on herbalism, so many books on herbal spells and plant magic. I, just, I was just drawn to this one. I was called to it. So uh, she talks about in the beginning of the book how she could hear the plants talking. Uh, she'd go outside, she could hear and feel the grass. When someone would cut the grass, it would feel like someone was cutting her. You know, like it just, she had such an intense connection. That's with plants. how you feel. It was like I was reading my own damn diary. You like, tell me all the time when the plants talk to you. Oh my God, all they do is talk. They're so chatty. So. <laughs> It was so funny reading this because I was like, you know, when I lay in the grass, I feel like myself, like when I'm touching and it started with trees, really, like right now I'm like kind of in the forest, right? But I grew up in the forest. Um, huh. As I said, in the first episode, I spent like, I think like about the first, the first 13 years of my life in the woods. And then we moved to a city which was really depressing for so many reasons. But one of the big reasons was because there weren't a lot of trees around. And mm -hmm. then we ended up um, moving in Scranton to an area called Green Ridge. So it was a little more green, but like still. And then we moved to Northern New Jersey um, right before I went off to college. So all woods, like literally my mom's backyard is woods mm -hmm. and it's my temple. It's my temple to Hecate. I just, I exist back there on a different plane. And so this started with trees. I would touch trees. I would feel like I could kind of feel their feelings a little bit. Like, you know, it felt like blood when you, when you like, when you push your yeah. hands together, you touch another person, you can kind of feel heat. You feel their heartbeat. You can feel like blood moving through their veins a little bit. If you're like pressing hard enough, Yeah, I could literally feel like life moving through this tree mm -hmm. and it was just so magical. I think like before I was even a practicing witch, I was like uh, a, a plant speaker, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, I've moved around a lot. I've always been connected to my garden. When I did move up to North Jersey, I rehabbed my grandmother's garden. She had this beautiful rose garden that what, what happens when roses, uh, are very, very old. It doesn't yield, the bush doesn't yield roses anymore. And it's just this thorny, awful bush. So there are a bunch of those. I cleared them out. Um, and I brought in lavender, sage, uh, bee balm, um, lemon balm, every just like beautiful lush green plant you could think of. I really tried to fill my garden with the ultimate witch's herbs. I even put like rue in before I really knew mm. what to do with rue. Rue can um, be a little bit like poisonous. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't know that. And I was like, mom, let's make some chicken with the rue. <laughs> but we, we didn't. We didn't end up making anything with it because I read about it. And I was like, oh, Never mind. You know, let's not do that. But it's still such a magical herb. It's such a magical plant. And it's like gorgeous. It's a yeah. gorgeous plant. So, you know, I really worked in my witch's garden. And then I moved to South Jersey. Didn't have a garden of my own, but my boyfriend's mother had an incredible, amazing garden. That's a woman with a green thumb. And I could really appreciate that, you know, so I really did exist out there. But it wasn't my own, you yeah. know? Then we moved into our apartment. Uh, we're in an upstairs apartment, so I don't have, again, 
a garden outdoors, which is really killing me. But but <laughs> I have about 35 plants in this little two bedroom apartment. I literally like I don't know. I just <laughs> that's a fucking party. Like you party. have a party every single day. Every day. And when Juliet was talking about how she could um, speak to the plants and feel their pain, like literally I touch my plants every single day. I touch their leaves. I just visualize. I sit there with my eyes closed, holding the leaf and like, what do you need? You know, tell me what you need. They tell you what they need. They yeah. are really, really chatty. Um, and you can learn to exist alongside plants. I mean, we're all the same. We are all, if you think about it, we're all plants, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody's just a, a house plant with a more complicated a set of emotions, you know? Wow. <laughs> so. That's a good way to put it. Mm -hmm. So my introduction to plants, it was, I just like, I felt like I was born from like the ground sometimes, like really just, I'm so deeply connected with the earth. And, you know, that really what, that's really what plant magic and what plant witchery is. It's, you know, working with the natural energies that the earth gives to us, honoring her by conserving her growth and contributing to her power with ours, you know, because we are a part of her, we are a part of nature. And I think the most important thing about practicing green witchery is to remember that we are an extension of the earth. Our power comes from the earth, you know, as a moon yeah. witch, your power comes from the moon, the lunar cycles, the universe, yeah, yes. you know? I have a question. Um, do yeah. you, is there a reason why you think that like some people are attracted to other plants and others? Like why, why is lavender? Like I like, that's me. Like lavender I think it's because every it time. literally, like it literally speaks to you. Like plants talk right. and plants like choose things for themselves, you know? So maybe lavender literally chose you, you know? I like that. I feel that way about some plants too. Like, I feel like lavender chose me. I feel like rosemary chooses me. Oh, I feel like my yeah. fiddly fig chose me. Oh, you she know? loves you. <laughs> yeah. And I think like you, plants find you when you mm -hmm. need them, right? And lavender found you when you needed to, you know, be able to sleep deeper, when you needed to be able to relax oh, and find an outlet for your anxiety, yeah. you know? I think um, plants are agents of the universe. And they're just the best. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Yes. So I wanted to read um, a quote. I'm going to be reading a lot of quotes, but I wanted to read this quote from page six of Juliet's book. It's uh, in the section, What is a Plant Witch? So I just think that Juliet like sums it up so well. Like she, the way she writes, I love it. I connect with it so deeply. So this is the quote. Quote. The plant witch is one with the earth and acknowledges the sacred self. She also honors the seasons as well as the messages, lessons, and wisdom they bring. She sees the beauty in the cycles of life, death, and rebirth. The moon and the stars are her divine compass, and they help her to navigate along her natural magic and the path with a pure heart and truth in her soul. The plant witch practices with natural magic by working with the nature to nature to ground balance and shift her life she heals herself and others she cherishes cherishes the environment as much as she cherishes herself so basically what i was saying about we are nature like if you're going to cherish nature if you're going to respect a tree respect yourself you know 
because you're a part of it too. You're growing out of the earth. I just had a realization about you. Oh my, oh my God. I get, okay. So everyone, Sean has a huge fat crush on Hades. Mm. <laughs> has a huge crush on Hades. <laughs> and I totally get why, because you are Persephone. Hmm. Yo, I hope that doesn't make Aphrodite hate me, but like, like but I told that, like, as soon as you said that quote, I was like, wait, everything makes sense now. The this goddess of spring. Yes. And specifically, guys, we're also referencing like Laura Olympus. Yes. If, <laughs> if you don't read Laura Olympus and if you're not a reader, it's not a book or it's not like um, no, thank God. they're yeah. webtoons. It's yeah. literally they're comics. Yeah. You know, if you like the funnies, if you like the comics, go read Laura Olympus. It is like, ad- is it not addicting? It is. No. The, how many times have you told me like, Courtney, please, like what? Do, do it. I'm like, okay, okay. And then what in 10 not even 10 minutes, five minutes. I was like, oh yeah, I did the first 10 episodes. Like, yeah, literally sexy. Like he's hot. He is. He is. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love that he's like a quiet riot a bit. He's like really just like blue fire, like just a chill flame. And I'm all over the place. Like, woohoo. But when you think about it, that's kind of you and Zach. Exactly. That's why I like Haiti so much. Cause he reminds me of Zach. Like Yo. Scorpio energy. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm that tangent. I just like had an epiphany. I was like, holy fuck, this makes sense. I mean, I'm really flattered that my new nickname is the goddess of spring. It so is. it is. Thank it you. Is. You're thank welcome. you. <laughs> so another cool thing that um I didn't learn from this book, but I I I knew it, like I didn't know the details on it, but um trees talk. Trees talk to each other. They give messages to each other. I was just talking about how I used to put my hands on trees and feel life flowing through them. Like that's literally the trees talking to each other. So there were two studies that were published in 1983 um, demonstrating that willow trees, poplars, and sugar maples can actually warn each other about insect attacks. So yeah, Juliet goes into detail about it in her book, but she basically talks about how they sent each other certain signals when there was a certain amount of insects that were infesting a tree on one certain side the trees would send like some kind of um enzyme over to that side of their branches to kill the bugs or just to make it like less delectable the tree Uh so then when a certain number of these trees were affected by these um insects uh studies showed that all the other trees in the area had that enzyme found like at a certain percentage in their leaves as well. Interesting. So they they literally said, hey, these bugs are munching on us. Make sure that you are pumping this out. And the other trees were like, okay, I'm gonna be right on it. Like, isn't that amazing? That's super, wow. That, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Plans talk. They're just, so wonderful and I love everything I love everything about them but something that I've really been like respecting I guess would be a good word lately is working with the seasons and learning how to like just like be patient you know like we're all like you and I are always like chomping at the bit to get to like Leo season and our birthdays like all we want is the summer so we can swim we can go outside and wear shorts and you know summer and fall my two like yeah because once leo season rolls around it's a blink and then it's halloween so that's what i love about it but i've really lately been like calming down a bit 
and just kind of respecting the other seasons as they are. Like I, Mm -hmm. my least favorite season is winter, but I love the inner work that it has brought me, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, plant magic is all about honoring the beauty of youth, aging, death, and rebirth. Like everything is cyclical. Um, Appreciating the seasons for what they teach us. That's literally what I just said. The growing time, which is spring and summer, expanding learning, the dormant time turning turning inward, conserving energy, that's autumn and, and winter. And then the dying time, winter, letting go, learning from your mistakes, especially. So mm. I think it's really important to honor every aspect of life, you know, because when you think about it, like you're going to, we're going to be dead someday. We're going to be dirt in the earth, you know, we're going to be thinking if we're sentient and and we have thought, we're going to think, wow, I really wish I could just have one more winter, Mm -hmm. you know, even though it was a slow time for me, I could enjoy myself. So in, in, in accordance with magic, right? If we're talking about magic, spring is a time of fertility. It's a time of planting seeds, harnessing your power. Yes. That is, you know, that's like the the first cycle of the moon, like what we talked about with moon magic. That is really planting your seeds and really manifesting, like figuring out what you want to manifest and change. Um, that That's so I, I put in here, I put in my Google doc, like which of which like is group uh, grooming, what is growing during a certain season, what the season is grooming to grow. Oh, I see what um, you did there. <laughs> so spring is the season of lilacs, which which are uh, symbolize symbols of young love flirtation. Some of my absolute probably maybe my favorite flower. You know how I hate to choose. No, I know, I but it's favorites. it's it's true. It's very true. And I also think you love with go, with lucid living. I think you love your spring collection. Oh my god, I always love the spring collection the most. Too. It's just like so floral and mm, yeah. yeah. And then also wisteria. So wisteria is all 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 about growing your psychic skills. And then daffodils too. The the ground is usually covered in daffodils at this time. So that daffodils draw luck. They're really mm-hmm. luck bringing flowers. I just love those flowers so much. They but are, yes. This the the most important season, summer. Yes, baby. All about passion and power, using your creative fire to burn through roadblocks. It's all about creation and abundance magic. So that's our time. That is our feeling ourselves Leo season, baby. Like that is, that is our time. So I love it. Um, So that's a season of lilies. Uh, Lilies are all about renewal. Tea roses, Mm. which... Mm -hmm. All about love. We love yes. a rose. Yes. Peonies. I love peonies. Peonies are more early summer, maybe like May, June. Okay. Um, all about warding. So peonies are great protection flowers. And then daisies. I love friendship. daisies. I love daisies. Love daisies. But then the second best season. Yes. Autumn. 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 Which is all about turning inward shadow work which is something that quarantine i feel like has brought a lot of people is is pushing you to work on your shadow work um honoring your ancestors and spirit guides the veil is thinning so it's you know this is a great time to really figure out who's around you you know uh whenever people ask me how do i kind of open myself up to the spirit world i i 
try to make a point of saying initially, well, do you work with your ancestors? Because uh-huh. yeah, they want to be part of your practice. You know, if you leave out some water for your ancestors, you'll often see, and that's kind of like a welcoming uh, ritual is like leaving out water for your ancestors. And you'll see that water is gone by morning. It's you know? so true. And I think and I'm also reading it. I'm reading the Google Doc, but you also mm-hmm. put in spiritual development. And I feel like this year, particularly for me, is when I really explored my spirituality. Oh, yeah. And my grandma was literally coming into my life every single week. I'm like, what is happening? Why? Why is she here? Like, yeah, that makes sense now. It does. It does. I, I mean, I remember when um, you couldn't sleep one night and you were like, I've seen what I think is my grandmother for the past like week outside my door. She was like in my doorway. Yeah. And she ended up being at like the end of my bed. It yes. was like, so nuts, you know? And I was like, that's ancestor work, baby. That's spiritual Crazy. development. Wow. Oh, I love that. Love it. And something you also love, it's the season of pumpkins. Oh, <laughs> my favorite pumpkins are like people don't realize the story of jack-o'-lanterns jack-o'-lanterns were originally carved to keep away evil spirits like they are protection amulets i i love it we love it um chrysanthemums which are actually have been used to cool fevers Um, which I think is interesting. And they're always a good flower to add to a spell when you're trying to calm tempers as well. Mm. They're a very cooling uh, flower. Dahlia for strength. I think you have dahlias, don't you, in your yard? You probably know more than I do, so. (laughs) You sent me a picture of a flower at one day and you're like, these are blooming, they're pretty. And I was like, yeah, it's a dahlia. Oh, okay, good to know. That's a strength. And that's funny because Leo, strength, strength card of the tarot. Yeah, you right. Mm-hmm. And then goldenrod, like we, uh, all over in autumn, we see goldenrod everywhere, everywhere. Everything's gold and it's just mm. gorgeous. It's gorgeous gold energy. Oh, I love it. And then winter rest and reset. Something I've learned very hard recently is to appreciate winter because it is a time of rest. Yeah. You know, um, it's also the season of pine and balsam and balsam, oh. as we learned in our, our moon magic episode is is a symbol of soothing. It's a, it's a, it's a real soothing, cooling element. So mm. just work with the seasons guys, like Love it. respect the seasons. Um, all right. So connecting with plants, I think was also something important that we should touch on. So uh, Juliet actually goes through this. There's a whole section of like, you know, how to kind of connect with plants, become a plant, witch, and, one of the things she talks about, I talked about before, is touching your plants, taking a time to hold them, just like hold them in your hand, close your eyes. Like a baby. Breathe. Yeah, breathe them in, like assess them too, like go through them, see if there's any yellowing leaves, see if the soil is dry, see mm-hmm. if like there could be possibly any like insect infestations, you know, just like having your one-on-one time with your plant. Um, opening your windows. Mm-hmm. I think that is such an important part of being a plant, which is to bring the outdoors inside. So having that like fresh breeze come through, believe me, your plants will thank you for it. My mm-hmm. plants went wild when I started leaving my windows open all the time. They say, thank you, mommy. They literally said, thank you, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> um, watering with intention. This is a cool one. So if you want to bring witchcraft into your watering, 
fill up your uh, watering can or your, your watering basin or whatever you use, and then put both hands over it. Kind of like, you know, you have one hand on the bottom, one hand on the top, and just like take a minute to set your intention and think. Maybe you could even draw a sigil like with your finger in the water or like on the basin. Yeah. And just think like, what do I want to bring into my watering today? Do I want to bring in protection? Do I want to bring in cleansing? You know, like what am I, what did my plants tell me that I needed 10 seconds ago when I touched them, you know, or what, what they needed, you know? Do you think it would be a good idea to even use like your moon water? With your oh my God. Yes. Yes. Courtney. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> Good job. That's something that, you know, I had in the back of my mind, but I completely forgot to mention those. So thank you. You're There's moon water in my refrigerator. I need to use it. Um, watering plants with your moon water. That is such a fantastic thing to add because the Plants are also affected by the the lunar cycles too. Growing is also affected by the lunar cycles. See, this is why we work so well together. Yeah, because we have a lunar and a green witch, and they coincide with each other. So this there is you it. go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So watering with intention. Definitely add your moon water to that. Um. Right. Another thing, it's not exactly witchy, but if you want to, um, I'll get, I'll kind of get into more of like the taking care of your indoor garden later, but adding a little bit of hydrogen peroxide to your, to your watering schedule is, can be beneficial to your plants. Don't go overboard with it. Don't dump an entire thing in there. But I, (laughs) I believe one cup of hydrogen peroxide pour like per like four cups of water or five cups of water. Hydrogen peroxide is a root stimulant. And as well, it's going to help to um, get rid of any fungi. um, Also clear out infestations of insects, kill any larvae. So that's always something good to add to your watering as well. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So also connecting with the elements, you know, like when it rains, open your windows, Mm -hmm. like appreciate the rain. You know, I wouldn't say open your windows when it snows because it's probably, probably not gonna, the plants are probably not gonna appreciate that. Uh-uh. But like, they, like bringing in the sunshine, bringing in the rain, like just the storm energy as well. That's really important. Um, exploring the land too. Like if you don't have indoor plants and you just wanna go outside, like I do all the time, going out and just hiking your local trails, going Yay. to local parks, you know, Yay. taking your dog for a walk and touching the ground. That's not- the one thing that I love that me and Blake and Philly, of course we do like every, either every weekend or like every other weekend we'll take his truck and we'll, I mean, you know, we will drive like somewhere random in California. We go to the mountains, we go to a field, we go to the ocean, like something like that. And I really feel like I've been connecting with nature more and yeah. like go on hikes. I was like, oh, this is why people like California so much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's it's the perfect area to like experience ever, any everything. You just got air, fire, or you just got air, fire with, with the sun, earth, water. Like you literally just got all the elements right there. We also have everything. fires as well. So I mean, we get- You we get- also do have fires. I wouldn't suggest touching those though. We're <laughs> going here though. No, 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 no. One of my favorite things to do is forest bathing. Of course. Of course it is. And I've done this. I've done this in the Redwoods too, in Northern California, where I just like literally laid in like a hole in the tree and just like 
laid back and just looked at the sky and looked at the trees and it's literally just like taking in the forest I wish I could have seen you do that I think I have a picture I'll send it to you do you really (laughs) oh god everyone we're gonna post to the story like I gotta see it I gotta see it um and then besides that I mentioned this I've been mentioning this constantly, but get some indoor plants, go to your local nursery, see what you connect with. I wouldn't suggest being me and buying like 40 plants at one time. I would suggest (laughs) taking it slow, (laughs) especially too with like the risk of, and I'll talk about this again more later. Um, the risk of like uh, infestations. So like getting bugs in a large amount of your plants can really be a pain in the ass, especially since a lot of them come from nurseries. The nurseries just can't help that, you know, it just happens. So, so that's connecting with plants. Um, I think that's a pretty good overview. I don't think there's, there's much else you can do just besides going out and rolling around in some grass. But if you are allergic to ragweed, try not to. Um, <laughs> so maybe bring a handful of grass inside. That's what, yeah, that's what I would do. Like, I can't, I can't. Or grass. don't hurt the grass. Just like maybe buy some like, you know, wheat grass or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Local grocery store, you oh know, like God. don't rip out the grass, please. The grass does hurt. Um, but yes, I think the, the best thing to do now is to talk about some of my pla- my favorite plants to work with. And let me stress, this is some. I could not possibly talk about all of my favorite plants to work with. Because we'd be here for hours. <laughs> we would be here for hours. Yeah. So starting with the, the herbs, I think the herbs are a good place to start. So like on a kind of a smaller scale. And again, guys, I'm going to be reading a little bit from Juliet's book. Every plant I have outlined here, which are just, like I said, some of my favorites are included in Juliet's book. So lavender, a fan favorite, Um, also known as elf's leaf. Lavender may be the most soothing plant of all herbs in a plant witch's garden. Her distinctive spicy yet sweet scent has made her the most popular among all calming herbs. Think about how often you see people using lavender essential oil. In the Middle Ages, lavender was used to lather clothing, hence the similarity between the words lavender and launder. Hmm. And washing women were known as lavenders. That's super interesting. So we all know that lavender calms anxiety, invites restful sleep, relieves headaches, and has been used for these purposes for centuries. She's also an infective insect repellent. And I could, I could verify that she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and delicious as in a spice or a tea as well. So lavender is bomb. Um, and we love her. We love her so much. Yes. Next one is ashwagandha. Which, have you taken that that herb yet, Courtney? Have I suggested that to you yet? No, but now you will. Oh, she's a good one. She's a good one. So also known as winter cherry or Indian ginseng, ashwagandha's name translates literally to the smell of horse, which, yes, she does not smell good. Um, And her root does indeed smell very equine. The small shrub in the nightshade family has been a part of the Ayurvedic medicine for centuries. So that's kind of a turnoff at first, first glance there, but... Don't, don't despair because ashwagandha is amazing. So she can do just about anything. She's an adaptogen. She can help your body cope with daily stress, adjusting her healing properties to whatever it is you need. She mm. can treat arthritis, anxiety, depression, fibromyalgia, insomnia, menstrual concerns, liver disease, and asthma. 
She can improve mental function and can work as an aphrodisiac. The root is generally taken internally and may also be made into a salve and used externally to treat wounds and skin conditions. Why have you not told me about this? I'm because so sorry. This. Like you do. This is literally, you do. I need this. She is amazing. Um, I have taken her in a tea before and oh my God, she calms you. She's like a body high. She calms you down so much, but like not in a way that's like a depressive it's just it's chill. soothing. She She's a good one. You, mm. ah. Courtney, go out and get some ashwagandha. It's like pot, but not. Exactly. It's like pot, but not. Oh, bro. That should be on a shirt. When are we going to start branding? Things? I know. Seriously, <laughs> like that should be, that should literally be, oh, wow. This is okay. Yes. We need it. We need it. All right. Echinacea, which I literally, oh, you can't see that. I can see it. Yes, I can. You can see it. But I literally have echinacea right in front of me all the time. I love it. So she's also known as purple cornflower. Echinacea grows abundantly in both gardens in the wild, though she is found in nature only in prairies and woodlands of eastern and central North America. So interesting. Echinacea's medicinal properties have been known for centuries, and you can find her in a tincture, tablets, as I just showed you, ointments, capsules, and extracts. During flu season, look for echinacea tea. It's a powerhouse for fighting off the flu as echinacea has anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antiviral properties and can help clear up sore throat, headache, cold, bronchitis, and other upper respiratory infections. She's a boss. She's, she's oh my God. I, I love echinacea so much. I would take it every single day. If they I, should like, put that in enough. the vaccine for the coronavirus. That's all I'm saying. You know, what's funny? Um, when coronavirus hit, I went out to go find my capsules of echinacea that I just keep on hand. She was out of stock for months. Also, they know what's up. They know. They know what's up. No one, no one could find her. Oh, it was, it was hard, but mm. echinacea is fantastic. I fucking love echinacea. Um, and then my next, my next one is um, probably my favorite plant that I have. She is my baby my absolute baby. I actually keep her isolated from all my other plants, like just in case like anybody has bugs or something. Mm-hmm. Dittany of Crete, one of my absolute favorite plants of all time. She is rare as hell. She is a rare plant, even though she had been used very often in medicine. Um, she's an Aegean plant. So uh, she's native to Greece. Um, she usually grows on the Greek, uh, cliffs. So she's actually very hard to harvest, um, and get like seeds from, but Dittany of Crete is also known, I believe as uh, a certain kind of marjoram. Uh, she's related to marjoram. She's in the marjoram family. Hmm. Um, so textual references to Dittany are rare despite its centuries of use. Like I said, Agrippa mentions it only as a solar herb alongside the more familiar ginger cedar and marigolds. In European folk magic, Dittany is regarded as a consummate love herb. Mm. Feeding it to your intended is supposed to cause them to fall irrevocably in love with you. Sicilian women, according to an antidote, sorry. Very good. good. (laughs) From Catherine Ironwold, use Dittany to work sorceress love magic. Some spells with Dittany may have been passed down through the oral traditions of Italian folk magic. Still, the herb was virtually unheard of in the Americas until at least the 1940s. In Western ceremonial magic, Dittany of Creek is regarded as one of the best herbs for causing spirits to manifest. Oh, maybe that's why. 
Tiffany mm. <laughs> is burned in a generous amount and spirits appear in the smoke. Alistair Crowley describes such workings in Magic Without Tears. He in turn refers to Helena Blavetsky, who once named Dittany as the most magical of all herbs. So Dittany is also sacred to uh, Circe, Circe as well. She mm. is... Um, She's the sorceress. Yes. Um, she is a Titaness like our favorites, Celine and Hecate. Um, but she is one of the goddesses of witches. She is yeah. just first witch, I believe she was uh, named. So I fucking love Dittany. Actually, in the Harry Potter series, Dittany was used as like an instant healing herb. And I could find value in that. I could find truth in that, definitely. Of course. Of course. So that's Dittany. She's... Uh, one of my favorites. She's in the potted section. Yes. Um, another one in the, the potted section that is one of my favorites is my boy Alfred, my Monstera Deliciosa. So, oh God, I love Alfred I so much. Monstera is at Central Properties are creativity, abundance, and love. Um, so he's also known as the Swiss cheese plant, which is true. Um, he has holes in his leaves and the name derives from the Latin word for monster. So I do call him my little monster when he's being a little annoying. That's adorable. Um, <laughs> this is because he can grow to an enormous size and not just the individual leaves, which are indeed quite large. Um, it's, it is a creeping vine. It's able to cover an entire cliffside if it's left to it. Um, not many know that she can flower and it's rare for her to flower indoors. And when she does, she produces a large fruit, which tastes like a cross between a jackfruit and a pineapple. I've actually seen a monstera flower. It's quite um, phallic in, uh, <laughs> in its design. Um, and... I haven't ever tasted one, but pineapple fruit from a Monstera sounds like chef's kiss. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so the magical properties of a Monstera, uh, place Monstera by your window where there's indirect light and she will grow abundantly, bringing you abundance as well. Like any good friend, she's also great to work with when you're trying to have a baby or for any create creativity magic. Love that. That's sweet. Um, and then passion flower is the next one that I have, which dude, my passion flower has taken over like that entire rack. I yeah. have my plants on. Yes. yes. It is like, it does not stop growing. If you make your passion flower happy, you keep it in a warm environment, like by a window, but make sure like in the winter it's by a heater dog. It grows. It, go it goes, it goes. So you might assume passion flower is named for romance and indeed she is often used for that purpose but in fact her name comes from the passion of the christ interesting her shape was thought to be a physical representation of the crucifixion which i guess i can understand because she's like crisscross applesauce all over the place <laughs> her three stigmata represent the nails on the cross her filaments the crown of thorns her five st uh st stamens I'm not sure what that is. The wounds and her 10 steeples and 10, the 10 loyal disciples. Judas and Peter didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> medicinal properties, passion flower tea, while not only being fucking delicious, delicious, um, cools the body and calms the mind. Drink her when you're stressed and she will give you a sense of relaxation. She's as safe as chamomile and can be given to even small children and the elderly. The pulp from the fruit of passion floria illudius or yeah, 
Ildulius, I said that right, called purple grandiella is tart and extremely flavorful and used to make juices and jams, which mm. is true. And it can even help regulate the thyroid. I didn't know that. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah, which is real damn important. Um, Passionflower can bring harmony, love, and passion back into any relationship and can help you make new connections or reinvigorate old relationships and projects. Cool. So Passionflower is a difficult plant to wrangle, but oh my God, is she worth it when she puts out those flowers? Oh, I've never had a fruit, but oh my God, the flowers smell so good. I want to eat the flowers. And she's so gorgeous. So that was my potted section. One last section I have for you. It's the wild section. So first one is elderflower. I love elderflower. Love elderflower have not yet been able to find it in the wild. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, Essential properties, opening the door between realms, healing and protection. Probably why I love it. Yeah. Once thought to be a variety of honeysuckle, elder or elderberry is now known to be in the family. Well, let's see if I can pronounce this one. Adoxinae. Nope. I can't help you. I have no clue. <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> the berry bark and flower of this large shrub-like tree are gifts to the world. The elder tree is sacred to a number of cultural spiritual practices. So medicinally, Elderberries, as we know, are such powerful healers. And elderberry syrup can soothe a sore throat, help cure a cold, even relieve flu symptoms. Everything. Everything. I also have to mention, too, that elderflower itself can actually calm um, calm a fever. It can actually bring down a fever. So if you just have elderflowers on your person, then use those two. Mix them with yarrow. Take them in a tea. They're really mm. nice. Um Elder has a dual nature. She is protective, but she can also call evil spirits to you under certain circumstances. So I guess it depends on how she's used. Elder is a gateway between realms and can be used to summon creatures of various kinds, most notably fairies. But Elder is a great healer and sometimes called Elder Mother because of her potent healing magic. Interesting. Next one is Lemon Balm. Lemon Balm. Second to last. So essential properties are happiness and abundance, which she draws in happiness, let me tell you. Lemon balm, being a member of the mint family, smells exactly like that, lemon mint. She also is called sweet Melissa because of her ability to attract bees. Melissa is Greek for honeybee. She attracts people too, leading to her use in perfumes and aromatherapy. So she's a main ingredient in... uh, Carmelite water, an alcoholic extract developed in medieval Germany to relieve headaches and anxiety and can be used as a perfume since bathing wasn't always an option. Um, She's excellent for emotional wellness. She supports you at the beginning of relationships by attracting love and friendship, but she can also comfort you at the end of relationships by bringing peace and helping you find closure. She's a very sweet herb. She's a lot to give. I love that. Very loving. I love that. Love that. And then the last one, last but certainly not least, hydrangea flower. Hydrangea. Hydrangea is very special to me because it's my mom's favorite flower. Yes, it is. And she, her yard is covered in hydrangea. At the hydrangea is a late bloomer. She's late summer bloomer. Um, and you know, it always makes me think of my mom, and it always makes me happy. So, hydrangea is all about healing. Hydrangea was first cultivated in Japan and often referred to as. Is just is just I. Well, 
We'll see if that's right. Still can't help you. <laughs> I hope the the people listening like realize, you know, um, I'm not a linguist. I'm trying it's my okay. best to pronounce these. <laughs> You're doing better with like way better than I would ever do. I hope you guys are at least finding comic relief in my pronoun- my horrible pronunciation. It's not horrible. You're doing great. Zach will probably come in and be like, wrong, wrong. This is how you say it. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> For those who don't know, my boyfriend literally is a linguist. So it's really funny that I'm sitting in here and I'm saying things all wrong. And he's probably out there going, she need help, but I'm going to still sit out here. <laughs> We'll ask after this episode is done recording. There we go. We'll we'll fact check. Um, Her name stems from the Greek word hydros, which means water, and angos, which means jar, because of the shape of her branches and of flowers. Her blooms are frequently white, but can also be pink, purple, and blue. So the root and underground stem of the hydrangea can be used to help clear up bladder infections, to relieve hay fever and other allergies, and can calm and enlarge prostate. Native Americans used hydrangea root as a diuretic and her bark to treat muscle pains and burns. As far as magical properties. Yeah, really cool, right? Yeah. Magical properties. Hydrangea carries a message of forgiveness. She also knows that to forgive is to be set free. Work with her to help find forgiveness, both for yourself and for others. If you're having difficulty forgiving a trauma, invite hydrangea into your dreams and she will gently and lovingly help you find release. Oh my God, I love that. That's very sweet. Yeah. I like that. That's I like, like that your mama. She is. My mom is like such a great symbol of forgiveness. She's gone through like so much in her life and she's been able to just forgive and move on. And I will always like be envious of her because of the way she's like able to just be positive, you know, and move through it. And we, I think we all always say this, that we want to be the women that our mothers are. You know, our, our mothers are amazing wow. women. I would love to be my mother. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Mm. Robin's a badass. She's Robin a baddie. is a baddie. And also, I forgot to mention this in the beginning, but the candle that I'm burning today. Oh my God, yes. The candle that I'm burning today is called Green Witch. And sister, let me tell you. Yo, what's up? This candle was like made for me. So this is from Wicked Wicks. Wicked Wicks is like my new favorite candle company. Um, It's Latina owned. Uh, The uh, owner is named Pamela. She is just such a beautiful soul. I absolutely love her. And she makes fucking good product, man. This is good quality shit. You need to buy. Yeah, I gotta buy. buy. Um, So everyone, please go follow Wicked Wix on Instagram. I believe she also has a TikTok. Please buy her product. She is a small business. Please support small businesses at this time. And just think of me when you you buy Green Witch. It's uh, gardenia, mint, and amber. Oh. Take a sniff, take a whiff. Mm, Take a sniff, take a whiff. Oh, whiff. (laughs) What did I just say? Sniff, take a witch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, excuse oh, me. Oh, that was good. I was holding that in for a while. <laughs> Last section. Um, I wanted to pop in here just about caring for your indoor jungle. So if you are like me and you went out in quarantine and bought 35 plants to fit into your small two-bedroom apartment. Oh God, Sean. But they fit beautifully. They, they fit do. very well. They're stunning. They, they complement each other and they, they're thriving. They're loving it. So if you are like me and you have an indoor jungle 
it is really, really important as you probably already know to do your research on your plants. So number one thing, plant ID, know what your plant needs. So a lot of us can't just identify plants off the top of our heads. Now it's taken me years to be able to identify plants just off the top of my head, but I'm not perfect. I don't know every plant. So what I do is I download a plant ID identifier on my phone. I personally have, um, oh God, what do I even have? Oh. Let's see what I have. It's called picture this. Um, and it has a little flower as the uh, icon symbol, but you can take pictures and it will give you information about that plant and it will give you like where it grows, um, what it needs, all this. And, and you can even look all that stuff up. I know? love that. It's really nice to have that right at your fingertips, especially if you aren't hundred percent sure, like what type of Monstera is this, you know? So always have a plant ID if it's, whether or not it's Peterson's field guide, um, or picture this or whatever, have a plant ID to be able to know what your plant needs. Does it need part sun? Does it need a Southeast facing window? Really important stuff to know. Um, now, one of the most important things, if you take nothing away from this, please take this away from this, <laughs> is repotting a plant. Yeah. It is so important to know how to properly repot a plant. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you are going to a plant store and you are buying a plant, please make sure there's, or buying a pot and a plant, please make sure there's drainage in your pot. First of all, one-on-one drainage, always have drainage always have like some kind of uh, either plastic or ceramic or whatever plate that you put under that to be able to catch the water. So number one. So when you go to repot that plant, you just bought your new pot, you just bought your new plant. I want you to take your plant and I want you to hold it over the trash can and, and take off the nursery pot and get all of that old dirt off of your plant. Do not put that plant into your new pot with the old dirt Mm. who knows what could have been in that dirt who Mm. knows what could have touched that dirt you know remove all the dirt now you're going to examine the roots and it's important to be careful because we don't want to shock the roots we want to make sure that they have a good transition into their new pot so what i'm going to want you to do is bring it over to the sink put on some lukewarm water more on the cold side but do not shock your roots with freezing cold water Run them over gently, run your hands over them, clear them off, clear all the old dirt off, make sure there's no impacted dirt um, and make sure there's no root rot on your roots because that's going to cause a fungal infection. It's going to cause mottling on your leaves. So we're going to want to clear off all rot and you can scrub the rot off, but just be gentle. We're going to want to clear off all dirt. Okay. So once we have a fully naked and nudie plant, we're going to want to take, take your new pot sanitize the inside of your pot with steaming hot water. Okay. Try not to use, um, too much soap. And if you use it, make sure it's all cleaned off, like cleared off, put your new potting soil in, um, make sure it's some kind of a mix, you know, we, um, miracle grow perlite orchid bark, make sure you're always having a mix to be able to give your plant the most amount of oxygen. Um, so halfway fill up with mix of your choice. And this is, this is when I would, uh, go to Google and say, what is best for my Monstera deliciosa? You know, what kind of potting mix is best? Once you have that potting mix, fill it up halfway, stick the plant in, fill it up all the way more, flush it with water, make sure you're getting it all turning over the soil, getting it all wet. 
and then drain it out. Make sure it drains out completely. Leave it in the sink for like 15 minutes and then put it in the window that you just did your research on. So if it needs indirect light, put it in a Southeast facing window, direct light, North, North window, whatever you, you look up and you see that it needs. Um, I only really have Southeast facing windows. So that's what I have to work with. Thankfully, most of all my plants are indirect light plants, <laughs> but really, really important to know how to repot a plant. And my suggestion is do not let people at the nursery repot your plant for you because they will most likely do it wrong. You literally just told everyone how to take care of a baby. <laughs> like literally when they have, when a baby has a poop, you got to clean the diaper. Clean plant diaper is basically cleaning the diaper. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, Another important thing is getting on a watering schedule and doing weekly check-ins with your plants. So another great app I have is called Planta. It literally has, let's see how many plants it says that I have. Okay, 29 plants. I was a little overzealous there when I said 35. (laughs) So 29 plants in my apartment. It has different sections of my apartment that I have it in. So I have living room, kitchen, bedroom. Yeah, living room, kitchen, and bedroom an office, but I, I don't load those plants onto there. So I have like three or four locations. Um, I'm able to put in what kind of light I'm getting. Um, there's actually also, you could do a light meter. Uh, it tells you like the moisture of the room or whatever. Um, and it most importantly, it's a watering schedule. So it tells you when you need to mist. And if you're not misting your plants, think again, because a lot of your plants need humidity. And the best way to create humidity is to put plants together. To, to group plants and to miss them. So get a mister, even if it's a hand mister, electronic mister, whatever. Um, so mist your plants, water your plants when they need to be watered, do lots of research to see when their watering schedules are because they may be drought tolerant and they may be water sensitive like pothos plants don't like to be watered constantly. So if you're watering your pothos every week, stop it, you're killing your pothos. <laughs> so, uh, one of the major things to remember is that um, overwatering often kills your plants more than underwatering. So weekly check-ins to make sure that your plants are, um, they don't have yellow leaves. They don't have dry soil. They don't have uh, fungus. Like I've literally had mushrooms growing in my plants before because the environment's been too warm and moist. Yep. Oh shit. You learn a lot. You learn a lot. So Next, next, next and last thing on my list, two things, dealing with pests and quarantining your plants. So we'll start with quarantining your plants. So when you bring in a new plant from a nursery and you already have like a whole established wall full of plants, quarantine the plant. You wouldn't bring someone into a new group of friends that you don't know if they had coronavirus or not. You know, you would ask them to quarantine for two weeks. You're literally going to quarantine your plants for at least a week, if not two, to make sure that they don't have pests, they don't have fungus. You know, it, this stuff can kill your plants, and it, plants are expensive. You know, so quarantine your plants when you when you first bring them in. When you think they are healthy enough, you can find a spot with your other plants with your other plant army. So then, dealing with pests. Last item on the list is dealing with pests. So. So important when you're buying a new plant to stick your fingers in the dirt uh, when you're still at the shop, when you're still at the nursery. If stuff is flying out of the dirt, 
do not buy that plant because it has fungus gnats. So that is very important. Um, fungus gnats lay their eggs in moist soil. So they will spread through your apartment like wildfire. And if you live alone, they will be your most annoying roommate ever. They'll be constantly flying in front of your face. They'll be, I've literally had fungus gnats when at night when I'm laying in bed on my phone, I've had them fly into my phone. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fungus gnats are not fun. I think there's actually one on my computer right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> They're everywhere. If you're going to commit to a plant lifestyle, you're going to have to commit to some uh, yeah. pests, you know? Pests can be annoying. So fungus gnats are annoying. They're not exactly like killer, but they can eat your roots. So it's good to water with hydrogen peroxide if you have them and get fungus gnat traps. There are also, I've had spider mites, which can destroy your plants. You need to get rid of those as soon as you see them. Give your plants a bath. Literally put your plants in the bathtub, fill it up with water and dunk your plants. Um, and then like also things like mealybugs. Mealybugs can, they look like um, fungus all over your plants. It's like little fungus bugs. They're disgusting. So really important to have these weekly check-ins so you can make sure that your plants aren't infested because most of the time when you see the pests, it's too late. So I've given you a lot to think about today. <laughs> I, <laughs> exactly. I am, my God, I am so excited for when I move into my own apartment and you're going to come out here and you're going to go with the nursery with me and we're going to get all the plants and then you're going to put all of my plants on your plant app so then you can make <laughs> text you, you. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, hey, have you done this? Did you, it's time. Your, Courtney, your majestic palm needs to be watered. It's time to water your majestic palm. Literally, I feel like you're going to have like a camera in my room, in my like apartment to make sure like, how are the plants doing? Are they okay? Is everything yeah, okay? Yeah, literally. Are you taking care of your plants? Like when I come over, my, I'm just going to stick my fingers in all of your plants and like I know. Just taking off yellowing leaves and stuff. I do that to everybody. Whenever I go to um, like daddy and dad, yes. whenever I go to what, Nick and Steve's house, uh, I literally like pull out and Steve's always like, stop pulling my plants apart. And I'm always like pulling out yellowing leaves from his peace lily. Um, because peace lilies are so fickle, like with their watering schedules. And that's the thing. That's why you have to have strict ass watering schedules with these plants. Cause if you miss a day, they will let you know, and they will be annoying. They're children. They're literally like children, you know, oh except you don't get to deduct them on your taxes. Oh my God. No, that's not the hilarious. Oh, Sean, <laughs> you are the green witch. Like you, like this episode, fucking thriving. Your eyeballs are literally like coming out of your socket <laughs> just talking about it. And I can't wait for people to hear this. And I hope that you can hear like what I have seen this whole entire episode. That's basically, yeah. that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping this helps you guys establish your indoor garden or outdoor garden. Like really, it is so rewarding to work with plants. Plants are, they talk to you, they thank you, they they love you. Plants can love, you know, yeah. and I, I love all of my children. Um, you know, I love my plants as much as I love my dog. And one more thing that is important to mention, nobody is perfect. Nobody is the perfect pet parent. You're going to get pests. You may lose a plant or two. You're not doing anything wrong. It happens. And it's part of the cycle of life. So just 
oh my god another burp sorry guys orange chicken remember if if something happens with your plants you're not a failure you know I try really really hard with my plants and I take it so personally if like when my plants got mealybugs that one time I was so devastated they weren't even dead and I was like what did I do wrong how was what did I do wrong with it's my plants? It's not it you. just happened. It came, the mealy plants came in. It yeah. well, they came in on another plant. You know, I couldn't control it. So yeah. don't take it too to heart if if you struggle with plants. And maybe plants aren't your thing, but I would suggest everybody try. Everybody try a plant because they're fun. Try a plant. That's a good that's a good way to end that's a good way to end the episode. If you liked this episode, if you like past episodes like subscribe share we are on apple Podcasts, spotify so many more um platforms go to our link tree on our instagram the lion the witch and the pod sean thank you for sharing your wisdom of plants and your babies and until next episode until next time